0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast.
1: You are live with the App Show. Welcome to 2021. Can't be worse than 2020. We do have a great program so we're uh, we're going to start off with a bang. In this episode, we are going to talk about how to set up your new smartphone, whether that's an iPhone or an Android phone. And even if you don't have a new smartphone, these are some uh, good little tips and tricks to, uh, I guess, refresh your existing uh, device. We'll also be talking with the folks over at, uh, that make the WW Plus app, Weight Watchers. They have rebranded and they have a really cool app that works in conjunction with their program. We'll be talking with the president uh, of uh, WW and how that all works. And uh, I encourage you to to stay around for that. It was really uh, a really fascinating uh, talk with him. I've got uh, Graham Williams, John Beeler here, uh, my co-host. Great prize uh, that uh, we're starting off uh, this uh, year with. Graham, maybe you can tell us about
2: Yeah, so this year, we, uh, for this this month, we've got a YubiKey. And so this thing, I've kind of likened to having the keys to the access uh, to some of your online accounts. Uh, you know, right now we're used to passwords, which are not terribly secure. Uh, there's this idea of two-factor authentication. So you have either a text message or you have an app um, that generates a code that can be used. you got a short window that you can use it. Uh, YubiKey actually takes that challenging part and takes it right out of it it's basically something you've got to physically plug into your computer or your phone in order for things to be able to access your accounts. So this takes that, you know, crazy scary idea of a SIM swap where somebody steals your telephone number to get those numbers, takes it right out of the equation. It's incredibly easy to use. I've got one and plugged into my computer right now. And so if somebody doesn't have this device and your password, they're not getting into your stuff. This is an incredibly secure way of going about it. Google's using it, Microsoft's using it. And so we've got one of these things um, and you know, they're, they're, they're great. They're small. Uh, the one that we're giving away has both USB-C. So it will work in all of your new laptops and, and desktops, but also has a lightning port on the other side. So you can plug it into an iPhone or an iPad. Very, very cool device. <laughs>
3: and
1: so you can plug this into a smartphone. Do you leave it plugged in all the time or just when you want to access certain accounts?
2: When I'm using the one for my phone, I plug it in when I want to use it. I take it out. It's actually on my key ring. So it's, you know, it's fairly secure because those are usually on me and it's got a tile on there as well so I can find it if I lose it. Uh, but the combination of all these things together, um, you know, plug it in when you use it, take it out when you don't. And uh, you got just that extra bit of security that'll keep you even more secure, especially when we're dealing with things like bank accounts and so on. Love it. UbiKey.
1: Yeah. If you want a chance to win this and protect your digital life, Go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. Hit the newsletter tab and all the instructions are there on how to enter this contest. Once you enter in, you are entered into all of the contests happening this year. So uh, we are giving away thousands of dollars of prizes. So you'll want to do that. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll be talking about a great way to eat well and uh, even lose some weight using an app. You're listening to The App Show. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Yagerbo here with John Beeler. It's a new year. It's time uh, to uh, move forward. 2020 was a dumpster fire. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're going to be looking at uh, you know, apps that can help make us better and happier uh, in this, uh, this new year. Uh, and to that end, uh, John, I don't know about you, but uh, during all these lockdowns, I thought that you know because I wouldn't be going out to restaurants as much, I would be losing weight. Did did that happen for you?
0: Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) We brought the restaurants to us.
1: (laughs) Uh, So... You know, unfortunately, there is more of me to love, uh, but I would like to to lose some of that. And, you know, when you think about uh, weight loss and, and wellness, I think uh, a lot of us over the years, uh, you know, know the brand Weight Watchers. They're now known as WW. And we've got a great uh, guest on the line. His name is Kevin O'Brien. He's the president and GM of uh, WW Canada. Thanks for joining us, Kevin.
3: My pleasure. Thanks for having
1: me. Uh, I wanted to bring you on the line because uh, you guys, uh, you know, obviously have so much experience in health, wellness, and and weight loss. Uh, but you also have a a great uh, companion app for that as well called My WW Plus. Can you tell us how that uh, all works uh, with your your program?
3: Sure. Thanks, Mike. Um, you know, if you if you go back on on Weight Watcher's history, uh, we've been around for about sixty years, and The last 20 years of that have been more and more digitally enabled and the last few years have been uh, a real evolution of how you take that personalized experience that that we typically have delivered through weekly workshops. And some of our members still love to go to their uh, physical workshop or a virtual workshop, um, as the case may be. Um, But more and more of that has been, how do you actually use an app to deliver that personalized experience? So if you look at the last probably three or four years, what you've seen is a real, is a real transition um, to an app-centric approach to really achieving a healthy weight. It's not just about weight loss, it's about achieving a healthy weight as such an important marker of what it means to be healthy. And everything we do is grounded in science behind what, what works and, and what leads to healthy habits. And really what, what my WW Plus, it's a, it's a tech-driven program that is supported by an app that focuses on food activity mindset and sleep
1: and so for this particular app i know weight watchers you guys have your own foods that you sell and i think you sell programs as well do do people have to be enrolled in one of your programs to to use this app
3: yeah so i'm glad you asked about that because actually one of the one of the uh, misperceptions or misconceptions about us is that you actually have to buy ww food you don't have to do that the beauty of of what ww is it really is a science-driven program to help people actually make small behavior changes that ultimately lead to achieving a healthy weight and so you know you can you can eat um you know you talked at the at the top of this about uh about you know the food that people are getting from restaurants are now getting delivered that's fine, you can still eat that. That's all part of WW. Everything is on the menu. The trick with WW is it actually helps you develop um, a different relationship with those things. So with food, for example, you get a daily budget that then you just spend your budget on the food that you consume. And over time, because you know it actually gives you a, a limited budget, um, you would say, oh, I wanna spend some on that burger that I just ordered. So therefore, I'm going to make sure that I eat a little bit healthier for breakfast or lunch because I wanna make room for that burger. And over time, you kind of get reprogrammed. We do that as well with, with sleep, making sure that people are getting enough sleep. We make sure that we do that with, with mindset by having you know, five-minute coaching built into it. And all of it is done by starting with a personal assessment that, that starts with you saying, here's what I wanna achieve. Um, here's what my goals are. And then the we've got AI and machine learning actually built into the app to help bring you to a point where on a day-to-day basis, you're making those healthier choices. And is there a
1: cost to using the app?
3: Yeah. So the everybody that, that is a member gets access to the app, but you have to actually buy a membership to be a member. So some people, Mike, will actually join to uh, just use the app. Um, and then some people will join to also want to go to a workshop or, or join in a virtual workshop, um, you know, as many times as they want, but usually most people would do it kind of once a week. And and what is the price range for those, uh, those programs? Well, so we often will have promotions, you know, in the new year, especially we'll, we'll have promotions going. The best bet rather than me actually say that a specific price would be to have somebody go to www.ca and you'll see the latest promotion available on there.
1: It, it's interesting, Kevin, because uh, as you know, there are so many health and, and wellness apps out there. Uh, you know, I can probably throw a rock in the app store, a virtual rock and and, and hit one. Um, but what would make yours different? What would make people actually use it? Cause I've downloaded these other apps before and, you know, you know, I input all my stuff in there, but two days later, I'm not using it anymore.
3: Yeah. And, and you know what, that, that really, I think comes back to Mike, the intersection of, of health science and behavioral science. So, if you really want to make lasting change, first and foremost, it's going to start with the person. So, if somebody isn't ready to do this, we can't we can't force that, right? It's it's such an intrinsic thing. Somebody needs to find their own why on what it means to them to to get healthy. But if you come with that, if you've thought about your why, if it really is time for you to make that change, then what we do is we bring, um, as I say, the intersection of health science and behavioral science, and really actually give you a wellness coach in your in your pocket. And the way we do that is it starts with a personal assessment then you've got weekly check-ins that that give you guidance on here's the small changes that you can do Um, we reward that with what we call wellness wins which is a rewards program that is built into the app that isn't about how much money you spend it's about doing those things that are actually going to make you healthier so for example when you track your food you earn wellness wins when you track your activity you earn wellness wins and then you can redeem that for prizes so you get this intrinsic um uh, motivation that comes from that um that that gives you a real a real positive uh, reinforcement of your behaviors um built into it a lot of it as i said it's not just about what you eat it's about the mindset you have it's about achieving um and maintaining a, a a more positive view on things so that's why we've got the deals that we've done with headspace for example and the little um micro uh coaches moments that we have built into the app called five minute coaching that just help give you that motivation on a daily basis. If you really need more, that's why people would then go to a workshop, um, either a physical or a virtual, but so much of that power is actually now built into the app. Um, and and it's and it's because uh, we actually really, really, you know, 60 years of history gives us some real insight into what it takes to help people be successful. And the one thing you always hear when you do research with uh, former WW members is it works.
1: I, I, I would have to agree there. Like. Um... There's a, a program I'm using with my uh, life insurance company right now, uh, Manulife. They uh, are basically uh, giving out Apple Watches to uh, policyholders, and the idea is that uh, the more you use the watch and tie in with their their app, uh, the more activity you do, uh, the more points you get, and you actually can basically pay for your watch and actually you know reduce your overall insurance premiums and. It works because, you know, obviously you're totally immersed in it and you're getting that feedback all the time, but also I'm paying, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm, I'm, you know, able to save money on this. And I, I think what you're doing here, I think would encourage people to actually stick with uh, this program because, you know, they're actually going to be paying for uh, one of your programs and this app helps it make it all happen. And because they're paying for it, I would think that they're more committed to the, the cause.
3: Yeah, I, I I love I love that that you're doing that with Manulife. I think that's fantastic and and you know there's there's lots of different ways for people to tackle this. Um, I think we've got a pretty good one, but I would just encourage everybody to find the one that works for them. Um, you know you can you can often try us on promo or even go to the app store and download it and you know do a one month trial if that's what you want to do. but um, I think the other thing that, that it sounds like the Manulife one does, but certainly it's something that I think you know we do really well is, Sometimes this can feel complex. Um, you know, people start talking about tracking macronutrients, and you got to get online and research things. We've really tried to make it simple for folks. Um, you know, and that's really where the SmartPoint system comes in. It, it's it's actually a proprietary algorithm for us that nobody actually needs to know anything about. Just trust the fact that the algorithm will actually guide you to make the healthier choices. It's not always the low calorie choices; it's the hel- it's the healthier choices. So, for example. Fruits and vegetables are zero points in the system because they're good for you. You should be eating those. The other thing, we've, we've introduced you know, some new features, things like meal planners or what's in your fridge. You can actually put into the app the food you have in your fridge, and it will give you recipe recommendations that are healthy recipes that you can make better use of what you've already got available. Um, you know, it's about making it simple um, and in some ways actually making it fun.
1: So if I go in my fridge and I've got some leftover Popeye's chicken and uh, uh, half a Boston pizza, <laughs> Hawaiian, <Yeah. laughs>
3: it'll say, eat that. But the rest of the time, make sure you're eating some eggs, fruits and vegetables, <laughs> a bunch of other
1: things. Mike. Uh, so I have a question. Uh, you know, obviously you can see John and I on zoom right now and you yeah. know, we're pretty handsome, fit looking guys. Uh, but you know, underneath here, I think maybe I could lose, you know, 10, 15 pounds. Um, does the, is the app for those type of people like or is it for people that need to lose like 100 pounds?
3: No, the it, what it does is you actually put in right at the outset um, your goal weight um, and then it guides you towards that. Even somebody that has to lose 100 pounds, the, the general guidance we say is it's a couple of pounds a week. Right. You're not trying to do that dramatic weight loss. What you're trying to do is actually establish a new lifestyle for yourself that is a healthier lifestyle that is built around healthy habits, moving more eating healthier food, sleeping more effectively, having that positive mindset. And over time, even that guy that's got 10 or 15 pounds, it'll work for you. It'll also work if you've got 200 pounds to lose. And we've got those success stories as well. Um, But it really is for everybody. Even if somebody didn't want to lose a pound, it's just a a coach that will help you actually eat and move the way you're supposed to be moving in order to have a healthy lifestyle.
0: Kevin, does the app actually help you understand what your ideal or goal weight should be um because it's one thing to think you need to lose a few pounds but you know do you really need to lose 20 pounds instead of 10 or uh i mean i i know that would be a a variable for everybody uh but i'm just wondering if it it can help guide you know what should be my ideal weight because i think that might be a, a concern that some people have is like well what's the decision process going into
3: what decides my ideal weight it's such a great question, John, because for, for so many people, um, that is something that, that I, I would say, actually, for a lot of people, it's that they think they're at a healthy weight, um, and they're actually not, right? We've got a society now that I think um, is, has got a, a view of what a healthy weight is that actually isn't that healthy, um, unfortunately for us and that's got big implications I and mean, I lost a bunch of weight a few years ago and and you know everything was better. Um, I went to my annual physical and, and everything was better at that point. Um, what I would suggest though is you, we typically have used historically BMI as a, as a target measure on, on what a healthy weight is. Um, even better than that, go to your doctor. Talk to your doctor about what a healthy weight would be. There's various different ways to approach it. You can look at BMI, you can look at waist circumference, there's a bunch of different um, approaches but you know, as always, a, a medical practitioner will give you the advice you need um, and then and then work from there. Um, but, you know, for a lot of people, actually, the healthy weight is also about just the weight that they want to achieve. Um, you know, for some, uh, it'll be getting back to that, that fighting fit level that they were at in high school. Um, for others, it'll just be trimming up a little bit, you know, before we all open up to the world again um, and can actually resume our, our, our lives in person instead of always on, on Zoom.
1: We're talking with Kevin O'Brien. He is with WW, used to be the Weight Watchers folks. They shortened the name, make it easier to say. (laughs) I guess they've got the WW app as well uh, available in the app stores, uh, part of their whole program. Uh, Definitely something you should look at uh, here in 2021 if you're looking to have a healthier, more active uh, lifestyle. And, And Kevin, if I can summarize, you said I can eat all the Popeye's chicken as long as I eat some eggs and milk as well. (laughs)
3: Maybe not all, um, but the beauty of it is nothing is off the menu. If you like ice cream, eat ice cream. Just don't eat it for three meals a day every day. Balance that out with a bunch of other food that's also good for you.
1: Where can people find out more information about uh, the app and, and all that it does?
3: It's a bit of a mouthful. It's www.ww.ca. So shorten that up. Just (laughs) www.ca is the way to go. www.ca and you'll find all the information. It'll give you the programs. It'll give you lots of learn more type opportunities. You know what? You can even do the personal assessment without signing up um, if you just want to get that feedback as well.
1: Very cool. Kevin, thanks so much for your time today and uh, have a good 2021.
3: All right. Good luck, guys. Thank you.
1: When we come back from the break, more apps to talk about. Stay tuned. You are back with the app show, Mike with John and Graham here. Got a great program today. We still have uh, lots to talk about. We're going to be chatting about how to set up your new smartphone, whether that's an iPhone or an Android phone. This segment will start off with iPhones. And, you know, even if you haven't uh, got a new iPhone for Christmas, there's still some great tips and tricks here to uh, get you uh, going. And uh, I guess I'll I'll start off the list here, guys. Uh, The first thing, obviously, once you've got this thing, uh, you know, set up and and ready to go, uh, you can actually get rid of a lot of the preloaded Apple apps now, which is a great feature.
2: Yeah, I know for myself, I haven't really done that. Um, because it's, right now you can get rid of mail, right? You can get rid of mouse, you can get rid of a few other things. Um, is it, have you guys done this with any, any of your phones?
0: Not, not really. I, the, the, the nice thing about iOS 14 is that you can just sort of shove everything off into that little app drawer on the, the next screen. And I don't even know what I have installed anymore until I need it.
2: Well, and that was the thing that I found is I, I always use um, Spotlight to go and find these, find my apps. I, I can I never remember which page they're on. And so usually when I'm launching things like Mail, like when if I'm using Gmail, I use the Gmail app and I use those accounts for separate things. But being able to get rid of them, I, I think for a lot of folks, like if you have decided that Safari is not really your browser of choice, you want to go Firefox, you want to go Chrome, um, it's very, very simple to do. Now, here's the thing, because um, I have had a few friends who have done this, you can get them back. It's not that hard to download them from the App Store again. Just go navigate to that page, download them. You'll also find them under your Purchased uh, category uh, in your in your account under the App Store, which kind of leads me to one thing that I do, um, and that is I'm not always setting up my phone as a as a backup of a previous device um, with iCloud right now. I don't feel the need to. You know, the, the, the cloning of an old phone, is it used to be the thing, right? Your, your data set was sort of the most important thing, but all of my stuff now is in iCloud. So I know when I get a new phone, I actually set it up as a new device. It
0: feels cleaner. I would agree, yeah. The, the nice thing is any app baggage you would have, it, you know, any settings or anything weird that might be you know, causing any problems. Not that that happens very often, at least on iOS, but every once in a while, something will be there that you just don't know why and you can't get rid of. Setting up a new phone just feels fresh.
1: <laughs> it's that new car smell. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a new feature that I found in the latest version of iOS 14 as well. Uh, Safari and the Apple Mail program don't have to be your defaults. Uh, mail and, and web browsers anymore. You can actually select other ones like Google Chrome or uh, you know Outlook, for example, which I thought was yeah. And for a lot cool. of
2: folks that are using Gmail, and so Gmail is an interesting beast because on uh, it it used to have what we called push. Um, notifications, and it would it would pull from the server automatically. Um, what we're seeing with the Mac OS or the iOS, pardon me, um, mail app is that it's it's on pull. So every 15 minutes or so it goes and checks for your mail, whereas the Gmail app actually supports push. So when you get an email, it gets pushed out to your device. Um, so for folks out there, if Gmail is your primary mail service go ahead and kill iOS mail and use Gmail as your as your primary. You're, you're gonna find that you get email in a much more timely manner. Um, it's gonna have all those great search features. The, uh, the mail search for Gmail on uh, iOS mail is terrible. Like it's borderline unusable. Um, I actually, because I use mail for a bunch of different accounts, I actually have Gmail on my phone specifically for searching the Gmail accounts that I use. Uh, Cause it's just, it's far quicker than going to the website and it's far better than using uh, iOS mail.
1: But you have to have Gmail accounts to use Gmail. You can't put your other pop accounts and other email emails that you have.
0: you shouldn't be using a pop account anyways
1: <laughs> okay, maybe I am. maybe I'm not uh, Another thing if you uh you know are setting up a new iPhone and this is uh you know for people that even have existing iPhones. Set up your notifications properly uh, as well. So, uh, you know, for example, disabling message preview to protect uh, your privacy and what kind of notifications that you're getting. So, if you don't set that up properly, for example, when a text message comes in, it'll show right up on your lock screen the entire message, and you know that's not the greatest private thing in in the world. So I I turn that off.
2: Well, and there's there's actually one more granular feature there, which I think we've all got set up, which is the ability for it to show the message preview when your phone's unlocked which with Face ID is great because you can have your phone on the table. It says you've got a message coming in. You can pick the phone up quickly. The iPhone recognizes who you are and then shows you the message. But if somebody else picks up your phone, it stays with that privacy there. So both the sender and the receiver have some privacy until the phone knows, yeah, you know, it's actually my owner looking at me here so I can show this. Um, I have found as well that by going through and reducing the number of notifications that show up on the lock screen, um, that you're, you get better battery life as well. It's not lighting the screen up all the time. So there's a cool feature here when you get a notification and if you tap on the little three dots to the right of it or if you press and hold on it, it will give you the option to deliver quietly. So what this will do is it'll actually put the notification into your notification center. So if you swipe down from the top of the screen while you're using the phone, it'll show up in there, but it won't show up on the lock screen. Um, so again, it's just one of the things where if you've got like newsletters or apps that are for, you know, e-commerce and sales, and they're constantly pushing stuff out that you probably would like to check out, but you don't really need it grabbing your attention all the time, Deliver Quietly is a really cool option.
1: There's some really cool features uh, in the latest versions of uh, iOS as well in the accessibility section of of the settings that uh, I've uh, started using. Uh, One of them is the double tap and the three tap on the back of the iPhone. I don't know if you've tried this uh, out. Uh, You can actually... Uh, set uh, different settings uh, for that, so that, uh, for example, when you basically just tap the back of your uh, iPhone a couple times uh, or three times, uh, and you can set what what you want there, it'll activate certain features as well, which I thought was kind of cool.
0: It's a really cool feature. It's kind of like a secret button.
1: <laughs> exactly. Have you tried it out?
0: Yeah. 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 I, I found it was a little too sensitive for me, though. So I like I was act accidentally triggering it a lot. <laughs> Maybe I just tap on my phone too much. I don't know.
2: Were you uh, saying Hulk Smash as you did it? <laughs> <laughs> Another feature
1: uh, in accessibility as well. I'm I, I like to do everything with one hand on my iPhone uh, a lot of times because I'm I'm a busy guy, and the problem is these phones are just so. So big now, right? So getting your finger or your thumb up to the top of the screen uh doesn't always work, you know, if you haven't got like some super weird long thumb. Uh there's a, a setting in accessibility where uh you can set it so that when you do like a, a little light uh scroll down on the bottom of the screen, it brings the top
2: of the screen down on the screen for you so that you and can reach it with your thumb that he just called reachability. Yeah. And um, it's, I I just remember getting my iPhone seven for the first time. And that thing was a beast compared to the, you know, the iPhone 11 pro, which has a bigger screen and a smaller frame. Well done Apple. Uh, But yeah, that same sort of thing where you're sort of reaching in the top corner and your thumbs like, "Eh, that's not getting there. Reachability with that quick swipe is a, yeah, takes care of it. We're
1: going to have to take a break. When we come back, we'll be uh, talking about some of the things you want to do for your new Android phone when you're setting it up. And uh, A lot of people did get uh, a nice new smartphone for uh, Christmas, so that's the segment to be listening to as well. You're listening to The App Show. Back after this. You're back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams and John Beeler talking all about uh, some tips on setting up your new smartphone. Now we're going to talk uh, Android phones Uh, lots of different uh, Android uh, devices out there, but they're all running the Google Android operating system. So pretty well the the same uh, features that we're going to be talking about here. Uh, First of all, uh, I guess the big one, guys, is securing the device. And that's kind of the nice thing about uh, Android. They have a lot of different ways that you can secure the phone. On iPhones, it's uh, either a password, fingerprint, uh, or face, but uh, Android has some additional features as well.
2: Well, and then this is actually where I want to come back to our prize for this month, which is the YubiKey, which ties in directly to Google Authenticator. And so when we're looking at, you know, your iCloud accounts and your your Google accounts, these things are kind of the core of, you know, your phone. Now we talked earlier uh, about starting fresh, and you know, being able to download all of these wonderful things from the cloud, um, but you got to think if your access to this account was cut off, it'd be scary. Uh, so, YubiKey actually ties in directly to the Google Authenticator app, which, uh, with a new Android device, first thing I do is go and grab that uh, to help secure the device. Um, We said in the opening segment talking about SMS message for two-factor authentication, and I mentioned SIM swaps. This is where somebody calls into your cellular provider, pretends to be you, and ends up getting your telephone number attached to their SIM, which basically is, again, it's almost like no security at all. So Google Authenticator is the next step up. Yubikey actually is really great because what it does is it uh, takes out the code process of Google Authenticator and lets you just touch the device and it will automatically put the google authenticator code in there so as you're logging into your google account go get google authenticator Um, if you've won our wonderful ub key or if you go get one um, you should be able to set this thing up as well um, and be able to use that with a one touch instead of having to do the copy and paste of the code in it's a really nice smooth work process that i think a lot of people would like do you have shares in uh, that company, Graham? <laughs> I wish I did. I probably should, shouldn't I? Uh, you know. So here's the thing. Uh, CES coming up, yeah. And they they threw a couple of these things at me last year. And I was like, Why do I really want to add a hardware piece into my workflow? Uh, until I did it, and I was like, Change oh, your this life, is, eh? <laughs> This is way better than doing this the cludgy way. And so and, you know, the the USB one on the on the MacBook Pro or on a USB uh, USB C uh, Windows PC, it sticks out maybe like half an inch with that and it is uh, just it's almost flush with the body and it's just a quick tap and it does all of this security stuff for you so download Google Authenticator that's that's
1: the way uh, the next up when you're setting up your Android phone uh, unfortunately a lot of them come with a lot of bloatware a lot of apps that you're probably not going to use so you can basically go through uh, the phone and, and delete the uh, the apps that uh, you don't think you're going to be needing uh, or, or wanting to have uh, on the phone uh, another feature uh Set up mobile data tracking. This uh, helps you manage your data if uh, you're not on an unlimited plan. and not everyone is. Uh, you know, as we know here in Canada, the data plans are still uh, crazy, expensive compared to, uh, well everywhere else, essentially. <laughs>
2: One thing that I've found, um, and this is actually something that I think that Android does better than iOS, is being able to set the data cycle of when your plan renews every month. And so it'll, you can kind of give yourself your allotment of like, okay, when I hit, if I get a ten gig plan, if I hit eight gigs, I need my my phone to warn me and say like. Uh, slow down. Um, Or, you know, for for services like um, YouTube, when I'm on mobile data, use the uh, reduced quality settings so that I can still watch video, but it's not chewing up at 4K 60 frames a second. Um, And so if you're on an iPhone and you don't have that, uh, check with your provider because uh, I've actually got the service set set up through Rogers where um, if you know, either myself, my partner, or my parents, we go over a certain data amount. Um, it, it triggers a text message to us saying, your data allotment has now been used up and you should you should slow down before you actually hit the barrier. Uh, for me, I think that's something at that, like 30 gigs. And my parents, it's maybe 300 megabytes. They've never hit it.
1: You know, it, it's important. Uh, you know, a lot of us don't have unlimited plans. Maybe you've got like a, a two gig plan uh, or a three gig plan. I know lots of people that still only have a one gigabyte uh, of data a month uh, plan. So you can actually go into a lot of these apps that are, uh, you know, notorious for chewing up data. Like you had a good suggestion there, uh, Graham. You know, for YouTube and stuff, setting the quality of the videos down. You can do that in a lot of the streaming apps as well, like the Netflixes and what have you, and also in some of the social media apps too. I I was noticing uh, when I was uh, you know taking transit in uh, you know a couple of years ago on on a daily basis. I was chewing through my data like there was no tomorrow. And that was because I was just watching, uh, you know, Facebook videos uh, or just scrolling through my Facebook feed. And you know how the the videos to start auto playing. Uh, I I turned that feature off and I also turned off the feature uh, that used data. Like I I basically said to Facebook, only play videos on Wi-Fi and suddenly my data issues (laughs) were solved.
0: The other thing related to that, though, is that feature is also on any system, whether it's iPhone or Android, that is automatically uploading to the cloud your photos, Yes, right? You can set that so it only does it over Wi-Fi, so you'll have a lot more data back. Uh, I actually had it set up by default to be on on cellular, and I blew through my 20 gig plan very quickly when I first set it up. Fortunately, it was unlimited plan, so I just got reduced service after that, but it was. It's amazing how much stuff happens in the background when your phone's not even being used. So you can go through now on, on both systems and get really granular for the most part uh, with each app and see how the data is being used, if it's Wi-Fi only or data or both.
1: I, yeah, I think it's important that you do go through that. I know that sounds like a bit of a pain to uh, you know go app by app, but you'd be surprised at some of these apps that are just chonking through the data like there's uh, no tomorrow and you know that ends up uh, costing you money we're gonna have to take a break yeah we're gonna have to take a break when we come back uh, I want to quickly talk about uh, photos digital photos and something called bit rot that I have just learned that I'm experienced with uh, my precious memories and what to do to uh, save them you're listening to the app show back after this you're back with the app show Mike here with uh, Graham and John a little bit time left so I uh, was looking at uh, my photo collection, and as you know now, everything is digital, and I've been doing digital photos, God, uh, you know, forever, you know, when the first digital cameras uh, came out, it must be about 20 years now, I've got like 20 years of digital photos that I've been basically keeping on hard drives, and you know, I've been switching computers, getting new ones, and then I'll transfer them over, so... I've run into a bit of a problem, and I didn't know this occurred, guys. I uh, was transferring uh, my photo collection onto my new uh, home server because uh, it's got a better backup system. It's got redundancy and what have you. And I noticed a lot of my photos are toast. They're corrupted. They don't open anymore. And so I looked this up online. And it's something called BitRot. And this happens with hard drives, you know, the old-fashioned ones with the magnetic platters, and even uh, the new solid-state drives uh, as well. And I am, uh, I'm kind of devastated because, you know, I've literally lost, and I haven't gone through everything yet because I've got like tens of thousands of photos, but so far hundreds and hundreds of photos are just gone, essentially. You don't,
0: you don't have them anywhere else?
1: I have them in Google Photos, uh, you know, because I've been backing it up that way. Uh, and I know somewhere I've got other hard drives, so I got to go through them, but that's a major pain in the butt. And Google Photos is a major pain in the butt because they don't uh, store them on there the same way that I've got them in my folders on my hard
3: drive,
2: if that so makes one sense. Of the that, that one of the things that will protect against this because bit, bit rot happens basically when you take a digital file and it's almost like, you remember um, magnetic tape? We are yep. like taping on taping on taping and, and you'd, you'd get that degradation um, basically as, as bits get flipped along the way. Um, so having a cloud service like Google Photos is a good start. But um, again, when you're introducing photo management to it, they can do stuff to your photos in the cloud where you're like, no, I really just want the data. Yeah. Um, so if we're looking at data storage services like, um, you know, Amazon Web Services or uh, Dropbox, you're getting your original file there. Now, here's the thing: if you're moving it from device to device, you're copying from device to device. You're making that copy of a copy of a copy. But if you've got that one central location in the cloud, um, now you're now that's that's you know that's version prime. Um, not Amazon Prime. Just like that, that, that's just the one um, version of that photo. So if you're downloading that, you're not making a copy of a copy of a copy. You're making that copy of that copy just once. So you're not going to end up with that sort of thing. But uh, um, another solution. I know this sounds so analog. Um, print your photos.
1: Yeah, dude. I've got like twenty thousand photos. I'm. <laughs> I'll
2: be. I'll be so bankrupt. You could, you could paper mache the outside of your house. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Well, and, and so here's the, here's the question I, I will ask you, sort of in related, where do you get your photos printed right now? I, I know I'm doing London Drugs mostly. Yeah, uh, I just
1: print them at home when I need them. I, I just, I don't print a lot of photos. So, but yeah, you know, yeah, if you need yeah, yeah. to get bulk ones done, uh, London Drugs uh, is fantastic. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people swear by Costco uh, as well, but uh, yeah, make sure you back up your photos, especially to an online service. I'm going to try out OneDrive because it can automatically just copy the, uh, the folder structure that I have. Uh, which, you know, I keep all my my photos organized. So that's my advice to the folks out there if they have a lot of digital photos. We're going to have to go. I want to thank John and Graham for uh, helping out on the show. And of course, uh, Christina, our producer. We'll see you again next time.